Introducing From the Glove Box, an automotive podcast. Hey everybody, this is Mike and Tony Tadich, independent shop owners from Northern Indiana here coming at you with another From the Glove Box uh, podcast. We bring you these podcasts on a pretty regular basis. We own five automotive service centers in the uh, South Bend, Indiana area, and we talk about automotive stuff. We try to share stuff with you that's uh, pertinent to uh, maybe servicing your car in your area and, and all the different things we do. So how are you doing today, Tony? Fabulous. Fabulous. Hmm. Okay. So what makes you uh, on this, uh, it's a dreary day out in Indiana right now, outside, but uh, what makes you fabulous on this day? Because I'm sitting here with you. Yeah. My bouncing baby boy. Um, just uh, loves to hang out with dad. Uh, it's a good thing. So uh, anything good going on in your life? Same old, same old. Still four, got a minivan. Still got four kids. Four kids, minivan, twins, uh, three out of four boys. You do have to laugh. Last night, my wife went to a sporting event with my daughter, and uh, uh, the boys uh, kind of snuck away from me when I was delivering my golf cart to somebody to use for their homecoming uh, uh, thing and stuff. And, and uh, I hear them upstairs, so I go upstairs, and they're in – my wife and I's bedroom. And now these are uh, two, a little over two years old at this yeah, time. Uh, yeah. uh, boys. Yeah. Uh, so, one blonde, one brunette. Yeah. The blonde is on top of our bed. The brunette had thrown all the pillows on the ground in front of the bed, and the blonde decides to go on a dead sprint, running off the end of the bed, and tries to drop kick the uh, brunette, um, and lands backwards on the pillows and just starts laughing. <laughs> pretty cool <laughs> pretty cool if that uh if that happens when they're over at grandma's house uh she'll freak out yeah and the brunette turns around and says daddy miss cold miss <laughs> <laughs> yeah those happen so uh so yeah in addition to these automotive service centers there's a there's a little real life going on with us and stuff so uh um Speaking of real life, we were discussing a few subjects and stuff like that, and we were going to talk to you a little bit about uh, some catastrophes or cars that come into our shops that somebody just maybe maybe wants a, uh, an alignment done on a recently lifted truck, or maybe they lowered their car, or maybe they installed, you know, the, you know, the teenager d decided to install his own stereo and stuff like that and um but uh is there any uh recent uh situations that come to mind uh, uh of things or maybe you know maybe it's that person that worked on his own car he's got his uh you know, beer drinking cousin Billy that works on his car on weekends or some of that stuff. But is we there any of those people is Bobby? Yeah, Billy. We, oh, those are Bobby's. Okay. Little Bobby's. Yeah, little Bobby's. Uh, that's kind of a coin phrase in our in our thing. But again, as we run these, no offense to any Bobby's out there. No, no offense to Bobby's. I mean, we everybody gets. Uh, you know, Karen got really shamed here in the last year or so with a uh, uh, name and feel bad for everybody. It has certain names. I and think stuff, that's been around a couple of years now. It probably has, but you. You know, it takes me a little while to catch up to, you know, modern times. But uh, we have these things come into our shops from time to time. We have some kind of weird, crazy things. So any uh, any 
one that comes to top of mind that you've seen uh, recently in one of our service centers? So you're asking about dumpster fire stories. Dumpster fires, we call these cars sometimes. Yeah, somebody that uh, is going to save a few bucks and, you know, maybe use whoever. Somebody somebody touched it uh, to, you know, do something or work on something. So thoughts? Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few that we could go into. Um, is this almost like uh, performing your own surgery? You know, if yeah, you need a nap yeah, like, or Yeah, hey, I need my gallbladder out. Can I borrow the uh, uh, scalpel over there? <laughs> um, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> okay, gotcha. All right, just checking. Uh, <laughs> what, one that I remember is, is uh, I walked up to a Jeep one time and I went to open the door and plastic door handle, newer, newer four door Jeep. And, and uh, I grabbed the door frame to close the door, then the metal door frame. And I felt, I felt like a shock as the door closed. And so I get to I get to look in. And this, it's not a hybrid or anything. So no, we're not, we're not no, worried about that. Okay, no, not an electric, not a not a EV Jeep or <laughs> wasn't plugged in and getting no, charged and so no. Okay, so I open the door back up and I'm like, there's a uh, two gauge, which a two gauge wire is probably the size of a I don't know penny, maybe a dime. Yeah, um, bigger than a pencil around yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit so, bigger amplifier wire running directly from the battery back to the amplifier through the door jam that when the door shuts the the gauge had burnt the wire had burnt the paint off the uh, door frame because it had pinched the wire and gotten through the sheathing to where it was grounding directly power to ground in the door frame um and was carrying 12 volts of electricity through the entire door (laughs) so yeah you know and i'm i'm almost picturing in my mind even some of the uh, crazy. Uh, Tony's mom, my wife, has HGTV on, and there's some, uh, you know, uh, train wreck home uh, stories of people working on their own homes and stuff like that too. But, uh, but uh, so that amplifier wire is supposed to run through a hole somewhere in the uh, in the firewall that is, you know, separates the cab of the car from the engine um, and stuff. And sometimes people will drill their own holes. I've also seen that go bad. Well, and, and mind you, this could be this could be the teenager that does his own. But honestly, this oh, could was. be this kid just turned sixteen and just got his driver's license, and his dad had no idea that he did this to his. But Jeep. we've also seen this from big box stores that sell yeah we uh, have stereo equipment it might and, be blue and yellow with uh, well, no we can't see that and Brody stuff. Will beep it. It's okay. fine. Um, but we uh, yeah there are a lot of stores that install. Car alarms, uh, remote starters. Yeah. Uh, oh, what else? Um, st- again, stereo subwoofers. You all drive down the roads and you hear that car thumping next to you with God knows what I don't want to hear uh, coming out hey, of the speakers. I have those in my vehicle. I, I know that, but um, I yeah. even got one on my golf cart. Yeah, which is uh, at least hopefully. Uh, Tony may not know how to install it correctly, but he's got people, so that's... Uh, no, I can install it correctly. Yeah, whatever. We'll see. <laughs> um, um, but, uh, yeah, so those go on and stuff. Um, we've run into recently some really late model pickup trucks that have a four or six inch lift lift on them. And we've seen a couple come into our shops recently that have been bought at 
local car dealerships, mind you, maybe a two, three-year-old truck that's lifted four inches off the ground and stuff like that. And then they want to bring it in for an alignment or it isn't driving right. And then you start looking at how they installed all the stuff. And it's yeah. like, holy crap. I mean... Let's just go weld some plates on because this didn't quite fit correctly and we're not going to uh, figure out how to make it fit right. Yeah, and I and I, I really caution you. I mean, I don't... Depending on where you're at in the United States of America, there are um, state inspections, but only less than, what is there, um, maybe 30, 40% at yeah. most states have a state inspection. Indiana does not, so you, don't, you do not have to have uh, a state inspection on your vehicle every year like others do and stuff. But we get these things, and, I mean, you're taking a... I mean, I remember there's a couple of them been in recently that are, you know, later model Ford pickup trucks that are, you know, a $40,000 truck, $50,000 truck that have been just cobbled up mess, or as we said earlier, Ford. dumpster fire of the way that these things are lifted or lowered. And then they put different tires and wheels on it. I mean, this this last one, they put different tires and wheels on it. They put 17-inch wheels on it. It's supposed to have 20s from the factory. Um, and then when they lifted it, it set the tie rod ends at such an angle um, that the tie rod ends actually hit the wheels. So they decided to make some different drop brackets and weld some crap to the frame and everything else that we had to cut off um, in stuff to make the uh, whole entire rack and pinion lower back down to where it was at at factory level to where it it wasn't at that such a drastic angle um, going downward towards the wheel. Same thing. They did the same thing with the differential too. So really this customer, whoever had this truck before, it was actually one of our employees that bought the truck. Um, so whoever whoever had this truck before, if you were going to actually off-road it, you gained absolutely nothing other than looks because the rack and pinion and the differential both were down in the same center location that they were before the truck was lifted. So you gained absolutely no ground clearance at all by doing this lift. Well, and when Tony's talking about the rack and pinion, that's, that's so basically the way that you steer the vehicle. So when that doesn't get altered or adjusted for a lifted or lowered vehicle, it doesn't steer correctly. I mean, it's plain and simple. The differential is is what drives the rear tires or the front tires on a on a four-wheel drive truck. And when you when you don't adjust those properly, um, you know, I've seen some super cool, you know, Toyota Tundras lifted the right way and, and they're they're great vehicles. But like Tony said, if you don't do it the right way, you don't gain ground clearance to go off roading, muddings, you know, sand, whatever you've got in your part of the country. And you just create this massive mess of a, a, a ill handling and ill driving vehicle. I'm I'm all about people being able to customize and make their vehicles their own. I mean, we see a lot of it with Harley Davidson's that we have and stuff, and that that's a big piece of it. It's, but. it's really funny, though. And I worked at a Harley dealership for a little while and stuff, but people walk in there and spend 
thousands of dollars and do it the right way and do it the right way on a Harley. But those same people will come in the winter time because obviously in Indiana, you're not riding your Harley in the winter time. They'll come in with their, their car that is a absolute dilapidated dumpster fire of a vehicle that you can tell they've been working on themselves and everything else, but they'll pay a Harley mechanic to work on a Harley all day long, (laughs) but they won't, they won't pay somebody to put brakes on their Impala. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very true and stuff. So we just see a lot of these different these different situations, and we've seen, I mean, we've seen, you know, the wrong size brake pads installed. We've seen. We had a car come in um, into one of the shops recently, it, it kind of a resto mod, which is a older vehicle that they then customize that's not restored back to its factory original state, but came into one of the stores and had brake calipers installed upside down. Yeah. So the bleeder screws were on the uh, on the uh, opposite side of where they should be. They were on the bottom side, not the top side. So it's always up to me to be the layman term side. A brake caliper is on each of your four wheels in most cases, and it has a top side and a bottom side, and it can be installed the wrong way. Uh, but it doesn't work well that way. So when you just go to you know whoever you're having you know work on these types of things, uh, these these types. Of, I understand people wanting to save money. I don't. I have no no qualms with that. But you know we see a lot of people work on their own vehicles or go to a parts store and have you know some kid run out with his code reader, as they call them, and then they buy hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of parts that does not fix the car um, because they're they're giving them false information. Um, and, they, and then they come to us and they could have, when they're trying to save testing fees, uh, they've spent a whole bunch of extra with that. We always call our testing when we have to do a full testing or diagnosis on something, we call it, it's not a cost, it's an insurance that we're right that we take you down the right path and stuff. So we've well, seen... In the, in the brake caliper mistake is an easy one because most of these cars, all you you got to put the left side on the right side and the right side on the left side and it'll bolt up and it'll work and it'll fit and it'll squeeze the brake pads, but you can't bleed it to get a good brake pedal at that point in time. Yeah, and a bleeding is just a process that you get air out of the line so the brakes, when you step on the pedal, that they actually apply and when you take your foot off the pedal, that the that they, that they release. release. Yeah. So we go through that. So that's a little bit about some of the, as we call them, some of the dumpster fires that we've uh, seen come uh, into the shops recently. So we'd call them something else, but we're trying to be PG. We are. We're trying to be good for everybody. So that's a little bit from uh, Mike and Tony Tadich, independent shop owners in Northern Indiana, coming to you from the glove box. Driving the discussion today is brought to you by Auburn Gear. With Auburn Gear, you enjoy the top of the line American made diffs. Our extensive lineup includes specialty models for your specific needs, from everyday driving to performance racing, hauling loads on the highway, or conquering the toughest trains. Auburn Gear has satisfied power enthusiasts for over 50 years. Visit AuburnGear.com for more. Hey, Mike and Tony Tadich, uh, independent uh, service center owners in uh, northern Indiana, coming with you uh, with our Auburn gear driving the discussion uh, uh, segment and stuff. So we just got done talking about 
uh, what we call dumpster fires or cars that have come into our cars and trucks that have come into our shops with problems that maybe somebody else actually uh, worked on or touched on. We talked about some lifted trucks. We talked about some, you know, stereos that have, you know, subwoofers, whatever, have been installed in cars that, uh, when I said stereo, it reminded me of my mom, the way she used to say it, but whew, that went uh, back in an old way. So, <laughs> But anyhow, we, uh, all these different things that people work on their own and stuff, but uh, we wanted to share with you maybe why some of this is happening. I mean, what's, uh, we know, we know sometimes somebody says, well, I don't want to go to my local service center because it's expensive and it's going to cost me a lot and those type of things. But, you know, we've seen a lot of different, uh, people getting involved in car repair that respectfully probably shouldn't be. Again, Tony used the analogy of, uh, if I needed to, um, you know, do, uh, exploratory surgery on my abdomen, I probably wouldn't go get a scalpel and do it myself. So, uh, and I probably wouldn't hire the first person on Facebook that says that they can do it. Oh, Facebook. So we can advertise a business on Facebook and I'm, I'm now a mechanic, um, and stuff. So, and again, we talked about earlier about states that don't have state inspections, we also, in many, many states, including Indiana, you do not have to have a license to be a mechanic. You do have to have a license to be a beautician, to cut hair, and I have a lot of respect for people that do that and dye hair and stuff. So you actually have to go through certification, I understand, and get a license and stuff like that. But you do not have to, in most states, be certified to be a mechanic, to work on this 5,000-pound vehicle that you guys hurl down the road at 60 miles an hour and expect it to be flawless and perfect and take your family safely to school and to work and to church and all those things. But we've got a lot of these things. So we got people popping up on Facebook uh, that advertise, I'm uh, a mobile mechanic. Um, and I just we were just really cautioning you guys. Let me ask you this. And and I'm asking the listeners, not you necessarily, Mike. um, Would you go up to a business, a place of business that doesn't have a sign on it, maybe has one garage door, maybe looks like a house, uh, doesn't have a phone number out front, doesn't have any lights on or anything that way? Would you would you go up to that place and expect them to be able to do breaks for you? Yeah, and you th- you think about that place, and I. And so, we, wh- why are we trusting these people that roll up in a in a four door car? A lot of times, some type of a car enthusiast vehicle with wheels and tires and lowering and or lifted or whatever that doesn't have a magnet on the side of the truck, doesn't have a phone number, doesn't have a mobile toolbox, doesn't have slide out drawers or anything that way. Why would we trust somebody like that, that to come work on my car in my driveway? Yeah, it it, ma- it makes absolutely no sense to me. Like I have a very good friend that's a mobile uh, diagnosing person and does keys and stuff like that. He actually helps our business quite a bit too, um, and, and stuff with a lot of uh, key stuff and everything. In in his his vehicle's all lettered up. It's professional looking. He walks up. He has a uniform on. He is a true mobile mechanic. He's not walking up in somebody else's uniform from a dealership somewhere or from another automotive shop. He's not driving his personal car to your house. Um, in in he's not he does things. He's not cheap. He does things. 
things at the same cost of what it would cost me to go to to another place, if not even more sometimes, because he is mobile and we're paying for convenience. Yeah. So this whole nature of which uh, Facebook mechanics have started and our cut rate and everything else is is a little backwards because you're you're providing more of a convenience to the to the consumer at that point in time in in not having them have to come out of their their house or go take their car somewhere or go drop it off. So think yeah, think about that. You know what just popped in my mind is. Uh, would you get on Facebook and find the uh, mobile dentist? Uh, and she maybe works as a receptionist at the local dentist, and then she'll come on weekends and uh, repair your molar. Um, would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a picture of that? <laughs> it's like, um, and you and you think about these things that we would not do, or we think, I, I always think of the uh, years ago when LASIK surgery really got pretty popular. There would be, there used to be a thing called a newspaper, Tony, um, and people had this thing. and they That would thing average, that got carbon on your fingers? Yeah, no. it was awesome. But uh, it's, uh, we used to, they used to be able to have family dinner and read the newspaper and I'd share stories with my family. They loved it, but <laughs> whole nother story. But, but seriously, um, they used to have discount LASIK surgery. And I would always think to myself, why in the heck would I ever allow somebody on a discount store to cut on my eyes? Why would I do that? And I think when you think about that, so again, we talked about a Facebook mechanic, but we talk about these places that you drive up and down and you you be a little suspect to go up to the door in the place. And you talk about, you know, honestly, some of the places that maybe are specialized primarily in oil changes or primarily maybe in tires or something. And then, um, and, and we know from the, some, sometimes we're, we want to talk to you a little bit about pulling back the curtain and seeing the backside of the automotive service centers that we run and why maybe they are a little pricier than other places, but what's the why behind that? And it's the quality of the person there. There's, there's a lot of, you know, not to pick on any one industry, but there's a lot of oil change places or tire places that have no business working on your electronics. They have no business working on your check engine light. Heck, even the parts stores that do that stuff really have no business being involved in that because they're not professional certified. And this is a complicated you know, piece of equipment, this piece of machinery called your car or truck is, is, is not what your grandparents drove 40, 50 years ago. It's, it's a complicated, um, multiple, multiple, multiple computers and different things going on. And just a pure thing of hooking up a subwoofer in there could fry a whole bunch of electric stuff. And, and the thing that I think of too, is if, if wherever you're taking your car to, if they can't complete the job, why are you having them do half the job? So if you go to the automotive shop that will put tie rod ends on your car, but they don't have an alignment machine, they're like, hey, go down to, you know, TMT and get your alignment done. Like, what makes you think that they're capable of putting tie rod ends on your car correctly? That stuff happens all the time. I mean, we had a car come in, talk about a dumpster fire, came in with the jam nuts on the on the inner and outer tie rod ends, not even tight to the outer tie rod end. So that could kill you, like literally, or somebody else. And again, the layman term version of that is a tie rod is a rod that ties your front tires together. So when you turn your steering wheel, the car actually responds. 
And the thing, as Tony described, is this jam nut is something that has to be tightened properly. So when you're driving down a road, if this isn't working correctly, one tire doesn't turn to the left and one tire turn to the right. And um, you can't steer the car, maybe like an old cartoon uh, Bugs Bunny movie or something where the thing's, you know, doing crazy stuff. But And, and I'm not talking against the capable do-it-yourselfers. There's plenty of people that are capable do-it-yourselfers that can go put tie rod ends on and can go to the parts store and have the oxygen code red uh, for the oxygen sensor and go put an oxygen sensor on. Now they might not be able to figure out that it's a wiring issue outside of the oxygen sensor or that the catalyst is having an efficiency problem and it's not tripping a PO420 and it's actually tripping the oxygen sensor first i know that just went deep i don't think you need to explain all that so um but you know i'm i'm talking to to the people that are that are not quite capable of this like why would you take that risk and and why would you take the risk of somebody that you don't know showing up to your house in an unmarked car to work on your car in the driveway what if that car falls off the jack stands I remember there was a, there was a, uh, I lived in a, a, one of my, my first house in Bremen, um, and stuff. Uh, it, it had a, uh, I had a guy down the street that was running a, basically a cut rate shop out of his garage and, and my kids would, uh, sometimes we would go kick the ball down the alley and stuff. And there was this mini Cooper that was sitting on these, these, teeny tiny like little jack stands and stuff and i remember luke went to grab his ball and put his hand on the side of the car and the car rocked in the driveway because the driveway was so uneven and stuff and we have the car sitting on jack stands because it's got no tires on it and everything else i mean i was pissed so because it's like all right the car's not properly on level ground it's got jack stands underneath of it which is fine but uh the back end had no jack stands and had just a rolling floor jack underneath of it if somebody gets underneath that car that car rocks improperly and you hired the mobile mechanic and the car falls on him in your driveway do you know whose insurance is liable because chances are he don't have insurance. It's your homeowner's insurance or your renter's insurance or the landlord's insurance that you're renting the house from. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. They're not uh, they're not insuring themselves. They're not paying taxes. They're not. It's on it's on you if you do that. So let's let's wrap this up in kind of a kind of a finish, finish line. Your even a lot of times your modern car dealerships do not have enough skilled labor to fix all cars they sell. Um, oftentimes, your independent service centers, which we are one, we're, we're 100% promoting independent service centers. We belong to a nationwide group of probably 13 or 1400 service centers nationwide uh, that do have the really good quality people. We've hired the really great educated factory types of people. We have technician training programs within our shops. We have service advisor pieces. We have all these different pieces so that that really good independent service center in your local city, town, state is the one in most generally area can take care of everything you need on all makes and all models of your cars. And, and let me add, add this real quick too. 
there is still times where even us as TMT Automotive or independent service centers that are really, really good, we still miss on hiring somebody. And we hire somebody that still screws a car up that is one of those people that we're talking about um, in, in stuff. So, you know, so often people come in and say that they can do one thing and we get them in the shop and it's like, eh, you're not quite capable of what you said you were on paper and, and stuff. And that happens. And, and we try to repurpose them into the stuff that they are capable of doing. Doing and everything, but sometimes that doesn't work, um, and stuff. And sometimes it does lead a good shop into to not screwing a car up, but into into not properly fixing a car. Um, and that's why you take it to a shop like that because a shop like ours is going to go in and properly fix the vehicle even after we make a mistake and cover that under warranty and take care of the stuff that we need to take care of um, in order to make that right with the customer. Yeah, and that that really gives you a good point because we're uh, the independent service center isn't a car sales first or oil changes first or mobile this or mobile that first or tires first. They are there, and chances are you can talk to somebody if we do make mistakes, which we do. That somebody's there that can handle it and fix it, and we could tell you a whole lot of stories about how we have had to take care of things and make things right. And, and at I the think- same time, let's all be human in how we're talking to each other and stuff too. So if you come in smoking hot, mad, throwing things and everything else, I'm probably not going to want to bend over backwards for you and fix the car right the first, the second time. Well, that's probably a so whole, that's probably a whole. That could be segment. a whole episode on its own. <laughs> so, but segment. you know, yeah, treat others how you want to be treated. I guess the golden rule needs to be remembered by uh, human folks in a lot of uh, cases in a lot of different industries. Well, that's a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the dumpster fires, as we call them, and and some of the reasons why, how they get worked on by, you know, cousin Billy Bob or whoever is uh, doing the work, little Bobby. Um, but that's a little story from uh, Mike and Tony Tadich, independent shop owners in northern Indiana from the glove box and uh, driving the discussion from our friends at Aubrey here. Have a question for Mike and Tony? Call it in at 888-201-0858. This podcast is brought to you by TMT Automotive and Momentum Drives Marketing.